thank you for tuning in to The Way Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we seek to showcase the way that God wants us to live by looking at what is written in His Word. The Bible says God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. This is That Way. Here is your host, Houston Welch. Welcome back to The Way Podcast. I'm your host, Houston Welch, and I'm here again with uh, my good brother, Michael Clark, and God's servant. And today we're going to be talking about the Christian and entertainment. Now, this is this is a common uh, talk regarding uh, with, with preachers and podcasts. It's something that we like to talk about because, quite frankly, uh, most preachers... Uh, we we enjoy our fair share of entertainment, and now we need to ask the question: Is it acceptable uh, for the Christian to have hobbies or other avenues of entertainment or recreation? I don't see why it wouldn't be. I I, I know there's definitely with entertainment's like eating a fish; you spit the bones out. Sometimes you have to. But when we think about the idea of is there something wrong with entertainment, I'd like to just give three three instances where Paul uses sports. Well, two, and then one that some say Paul wrote, and we don't know for sure if he did or not. That's Hebrews. But the first is First Corinthians nine twenty four, where it says, "Do you not know that those who run in a race, they all run, but only one gets the prize? And so run in such a way that you may obtain it." And then in verse seven of chapter four of second Timothy, he says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. And then the Hebrews writer says in Hebrews 12, one, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin, which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us. So there's a question here. If it's wrong to enjoy godly entertainment, entertainment that would not compromise my Christianity, then Paul would have had to have sinned by making people think about running a race. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Because running a race is entertainment-based. We, I mean, the Olympics, that's a whole portion of the Olympics is running a race. We have people who run marathons, and they go and watch people running a marathon. I don't know why you would do that. I, it's just not for me. But there are people who, when a marathon is taking place, they're going and they stand behind those little barriers that they make, and they're cheering them on. Well, if it's wrong to do that, Paul was wrong for making that illustration. And you can take it a step further. The Holy Spirit was wrong for allowing him to make it. Yeah. And so when we ask that question, is it wrong to enjoy entertainment? When we think about from a sports perspective, I don't think that would be wrong. Well, how could it be that sports is okay to watch, but television would be wrong? Now, don't get me wrong. There are some shows out there that you, there's no business for us yeah, to be so watching. We, yeah, and we'll be able and to talk And we're going to be getting to that, of course. But when it comes to TV shows, for example, I'll, I'll say this. I'm weird, and you know that, but I'm weird when it comes to my workflow, how I get work done. Mm -hmm. I watch television while I work. And I'll watch shows like Criminal Minds or Blue Bloods or Hawaii Five O or something along those lines. And there have been many times where I have gotten an incredible illustration that is actually applicable to what I'm studying or working on from one of those shows. And I'll give you one. The last two times I've mentioned, I've been on with you, I've talked about Galatians 6, 1 and 2. When you talk about Galatians 6, 1, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. You ever watch those, those shows where they have a bomb threat and they go to disarm the bomb? What do they do? They go so carefully up to that. And sometimes they send a robot and it's like the show comes to a stop 
and for five to 10 minutes, they're taking care of the bomb. I never see someone say, all right, everybody pull your guns out and on three, we're going to fire. But that's the idea. You never take a baseball bat to a bomb. You take it with such care and you're handling in such, you know, gentleness. When you read that idea of Galatians 6, 1, when someone's been overtaken in a fault, you don't go blow them up. You don't go over there and just say, you know what you're doing is wrong and you're going to burn in hell for all eternity for it. You you restore such one with a spirit of meekness. Mm-hmm. That idea that you're you're handling something radioactive because you do it the wrong way, it can explode. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to say for anybody who might have been taken aback by Michael saying that while he's uh, studying for, for the upcoming lessons or sermons that he might be preaching and he's watching TV, clearly you can tell that he's doing it in an effective way. And if you've ever heard Michael preach, uh, if as long as he is, is preaching God's word the way that he is doing and continues to do that, Quite frankly, I don't have a problem with it, and I don't think that there's right. anything and wrong it, with that. You have to do it the right way, of course. There's some people, my grandfather, it's hilarious. My grandfather, he can't watch anything. Mm-hmm. No music, no nothing. He just silence. I never was good at that. When we were at school and we'd have research week, I hated research week because you, you were in the library or you were in the classroom, and it was just, there was no noise basically going on. You just expected to study. And so if I could, I'd sneak music. I've told my dad this. I don't mind it being on the podcast. I'd listen to something to try to keep myself active and my brain working. And I told dad, I was like, I shouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry, but I mean, I, I can't function. I'd go home at night and get... 10 times the amount of work done because I could do whatever I wanted and study as long as I studied effectively. And so that's like you said, if I ever find something that pulls my attention too much away, I can't watch sports and study. Just can't do it. I've tried. It doesn't work, but I can watch something where you can just listen audibly and you can literally find great illustrations and great opportunities to showcase something that people will understand. Paul did that with shadow boxing. He did it with races and he showed them, Hey, you know what shadow boxing is? You know what running in a race is like? And I'm going to liken that to Christianity. Well, if he could do that, so can I. Now, I don't need to get up as I heard one person do at a, a congregation once and talk about a sinful program. We went to a church in Atlanta and the preacher was preaching on Game of Thrones. And he likened the characters in Game of Thrones to David and Saul. And I, I told dad afterwards, I said, dad, that, that made me uncomfortable. And he goes, what's wrong with Game of Thrones? He didn't know the show. Yeah. I said, let's talk because <laughs> there's a lot that you might want to know. And I don't think we can go that far. You know, we have to have a line and we'll get to that. But when you're talking about, is it wrong for us to enjoy entertainment? Paul evidently did, you know, and if Paul could enjoy entertainment as a Christian and use it as an illustration, I think it's almost necessary for us to be willing to do the same. Not, not that it's required. I have people that they tell me sometimes, you know, you use a lot of illustrations about sports. And so I try to cut that back. That's what I know. And so I actually try to force myself to use illustrations in other ways, but we can only do what we know. But when you think about the idea of entertainment, if I can't be entertained in this world, why did God provide so many forms of entertainment? Yes. Well, that's that's the next thing that I was about to to reference. So it's First Timothy chapter six when Paul is is talking about the rich man, and he char- he he told them he told Timothy charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches, uh, that they do uh, but the in the living God trust in the living God not in these things, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
Now, yes, there are sinful forms of entertainment in this world, but as long as we can find uh, a reason that they, as long as they are not um, sinful or out or, or, or outside of of the boundaries of God's word, then they are for us to enjoy. We can enjoy them. And in terms of recreation, we this is often a, uh, something that's referenced when Jesus and his disciples, he sent them out and they came back. And after they told him all that they had did, and he, he took them away for a little while to, mm-hmm. to for some rest and relaxation, for some recreation. And so certainly, hopefully we can conclude that, that it is acceptable for the Christian to um, enjoy uh, certain hobbies or other forms of entertainment, so long as they're tasteful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but h- how shall we respond to somebody who uh, believes that the Christian shouldn't be able to enjoy entertainment? I'd take two two questions with that. I, I would first implore them and, and make sure they understand that we can't bind a strict view on all entertainment. And I would ask them, when does it become sinful? Because if entertainment as a whole is sinful. You can never laugh. Mm. You can never be entertained. You have to live a life of, of just seriousness and, you know, you know, just a, a sour look on your face all the time. Because if you laugh, you're sinning because you're enjoying something. That's entertainment. To be entertained is to enjoy something. Mm-hmm. And so I, the question I would ask someone is, is it wrong at a church camp to play dodgeball or kickball or football? No. Okay. Why not? Because it's a game. Okay, so games are fine. All right. Is it wrong to watch a college athlete play football? Yes. Why? Well, because the commercials are sinful, because you might hear something. I I get that. That's fine. You can't mute the TV and just watch the game. You know, you can't uh, fast forward through the commercials. And so I'd have to ask them to, to explain to me why it's sinful first. And a lot of times what we find is... It's sinful to them because they think it's worldliness. Well, I think there is a difference between being in the world and being of the world. And we, we've mentioned that before, but Paul had to live in the world, you know, and he couldn't get away from that. He wanted to be with Christ, Philippians one twenty three, but he couldn't just decide, all right, well, now it's time. And so he had to wait until the time came for him to pass from this life into the next. And God did create certain things for us to enjoy. And for example, the problem with Solomon, I think sometimes we miss, we misapply this. The problem with what Solomon did was not what he was doing, but the quality of what he was doing. Solomon tried every form of entertainment he possibly could. And yet the only real reason he lost in that regard is God wasn't present in his life. When God is present, I can enjoy certain forms of entertainment responsibly as a Christian, not, not as we see alcohol, I'd say drink responsibly, but as a Christian, I can enjoy entertainment responsibly and tell people that if you have an issue with entertainment, that's okay, you can, but you can't tell me that I'm not allowed to enjoy entertainment. That's a scruple. Yes. And Romans 14, 1 Corinthians 8, they talk about the idea of if someone has an issue with it, if someone sat down and said to me, Michael, I don't know how you can watch football. Okay. I won't invite them over to my house and watch football. But I do want to touch on this real quick. I do think I see a shift for patriotism instead of Christianity. Because right now, the main reason you hear people say they're not going to watch football is the political stance that football might have taken. 
and that they're going to push certain things in their commercials and they're going to paint certain things on the sidelines. And I asked the question to someone one time, I said, so why was it okay for me to watch football when it was just a bunch of drunkards who get together on Sundays and play a game? And a lot of times they hit their wives, they hit their girlfriends, they're, they're not great people outside. And I don't condone any of that. And when they get found out for that, I really think they should be arrested and thrown out of the league. Well, why was that okay? But the moment they knelt, now it's a problem. You know, there's actually a sin involved in one of those. And the Bible talks about being a Christian first, and yet we're making a grandstand on entertainment and cutting certain things out because we don't agree politically. But you can't say that's a scriptural issue. That's a matter of opinion. And so when I have someone that says Christians can't enjoy entertainment, I would ask them to clarify what type of entertainment do you mean? Do you mean the type of entertainment that is smut? That's not good for us. I agree with you. Do you mean that I can't take my son to a ball game, that I can't coach Little League and a rec league for football and try to help kids learn more about a sport that they love and want to play and try to be an example to them? You know, Jesus went where the people were. Now, of course, we can't take that example and go everywhere the people are because there are several places they are that are sinful and places we don't need to go. You know, I wouldn't go to a, a, you know, a liquor store and say, I want to evangelize all of you in this liquor store. It's just not a smart place for me to go, but I can go to the football game. And when someone says, hey, what do you do for a living? I'm a, I'm a minister. Oh, well, that's neat. I can do this. I can do that. And there's all this type of stuff that can be done. And, you know, eating is a form of entertainment. We can eat certain things and be entertained by doing so. You know, you go to a place like a hibachi and you eat this type of food that's cooked right in front of you and you're entertained while doing that. Well, now you can't eat that. And so how far do we take it, I guess, is the question I'd ask the person second of all. Yeah. And I I was going to take that from a and you did a fantastic job with it. But you mentioned the scruple and that and that's where I would go with it is that. And you and you hit it. You hit it exactly in that you wouldn't invite that person over to watch football with right. you, and and you may not even talk about it around that certain individual. Right. And and I think that's how we have to go go about it. Is that we be the stronger brother, and if the brother disagrees with it on us, then then we then we back off um, regarding that. Now. You've you've referenced this before. That where do, where do we draw the line though? Mm-hmm. Because we know that there is a line that that as Christians, if we are to enjoy entertainment, that we that there are sinful forms of entertainment. How how can we draw the line? How can we know the line? We have to be consistent, and I think the line is drawn in each family, but it is also drawn in Scripture. There are principles that talk about if a man looks upon a woman and lusts after her, he's committed adultery with her already in his heart. It doesn't mean that he's actually committed that adultery literally to the point where he could be put away by his spouse. But what it means is the mindset of he's already thinking about it mm-hmm. to where take the example of Joseph, for, for instance. If Joseph had lusted after Potiphar's wife, what are the chances that when Potiphar's wife proposition Joseph to lie with her and to be with her in a way that he had no business being that he would have said no if he's already thinking about doing it anyway. And sometimes the problem with the world and with entertainment is if we think about things that are sinful and we entertain them and and, and we start to ask the question of, okay, is it wrong? We have to cut them out. My dad tells the story multiple times in preaching. I don't have a problem telling it on the podcast that when he first got his first work out of school, he lived in a mobile home 
and he had a TV with just a couple of channels. You know, it was well before the age of streaming and all these different pluses and all the things that we can subscribe to now. And so dad would come home on his lunch break and he would turn on the television. And on the television program, he was watching some type of soap opera, for example. And dad was like, okay, this is just what we call trash TV. But then there came a point where a storyline was introduced where two people were in a relationship, they were married, and there was another man that was starting to take the wife away from her husband. And every time the husband was on TV, they'd play this menacing type music. And when the man that was trying to woo the wife away, they'd play some type of like harps, you know, really nice sounding music, a triumphant score. And dad finally said he caught himself one day going, why can't they be together? And he said, okay, and turned it off. Mm -hmm. That's the line. When you start to condone sin and say that sin is no longer a problem, that's the line. But consistency shows that we have to be consistent on that. Now, I want to say this because it needs to be said. I have no problem with someone saying for their family, they're not going to allow their children to watch a show like The Office or Parks and Recreation or fill in the blank with a TV show that's on network television. But those same people sometimes will take their kids to a ball game. Whether it be a Tennessee Volunteers, a Alabama Crimson Tide, go to an NFL game, whatever it is, they'll take their kids to that and they'll be subjected to way more filth in that three hour period than in a regular 30 minute program like The Office. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been at a ball game and I've heard someone shout the F word or shout this or shout that. And, and you, you cringe when you hear that. But I'm thinking, OK, I'm not here for them. I'm here for what's going on in front of me. But for some reason, we seem as Christians in some cases to be willing to tolerate that. But then we become high and mighty with the television screen. Both are a choice. Both are a choice to sit there and decide that you're going to pay the tickets to go to a game and sit in that stadium and be surrounded by people imbibing and alcoholic beverages and all these other things. And also turning the TV on to that TV show is a choice. And so I think the inconsistency for our children is being seen. Some of the children I've seen that have grown up with me even have, have asked the questions of, so why can't I go to a ball game and witness all of these things? And my parents tell me when the girls, you know, come out to dance. I heard a man one time told his son as the cheerleaders were coming out. And I always look away when that happens, as any good Christian should do. But I heard a man tell his son rose down. All right, boy, here you go. Look, here we go. Now, why is that being condoned? And I think it's a principle of training our children, mm -hmm. training our children to notice what is wrong and what is not wrong. Yes. And, and, and it can be used as a very good teaching because you don't want to cloister your children in such a way that when they because they're going to have to get out of your house eventually. Right. Hopefully you're, you, you think that most, most parents are ready for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you don't want them to be when they when they get out of your house that they're just completely shell shocked. They have to come across it at some point, and you want to be with them mm -hmm. when they come across it, so that you can teach them. Take it as an as a, as a teaching uh, a time a time to teach them. And so now I want us to get into the into the dangers. So the dangers of it, and you've and you've also you've 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 rolled over into this a little bit as well. Now you you mentioned with. The, the the example of your dad and how how he recognized when the line was mm -hmm. was when he started to and one of the dangers is that when we start to like you said condone the things we certain forms of entertainment 
influence us. It, it works almost in a similar way as, as, as music does. When, when we sing the lyrics over and over, and, that, and that's also another form of entertainment, but mm-hmm. when we sing the lyrics over and over and we start to believe those things that we said, it's one of the reasons why in the wisdom of God, he, he commanded us to sing because of the effects that it has on us. It persuades us, it changes us. And so when we, when we are watching certain shows, you, I guess it's okay to watch them so long as make sure that you have enough proper influence coming in as well. You need to be sure that you're filled with God's word so that you can combat so that like your dad did, he recognized right. when, when he started, when there was a change. And I think there's a difference too. you know, Ephesians four twenty nine. let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Well, if the whole world instituted that, we wouldn't have any problem with the TV shows. But I also think it's funny, and I'm preaching a little bit here, but uh, some people want to talk about the horrors of certain TV shows that we see today, and then they say, why don't you just watch the Andy Griffith show? Okay, Andy Griffith idolized Otis the Drunk. They idolized the idea of lying to spare someone's feelings. They idolized, I mean, I could go on. Both are sinful. But what you're condoning in that instance is one is less sinful. So you're okay watching something that does have sin in it. But what we typically hear preached is you can't watch anything that has any type of sin involved in it. Then throw your television out because I find it amazing that some of the people that promote this have televisions. Well, if there is nothing that can be watched or I love Lucy or all of these other shows, sin has been around well before the 2010 era of television and on and well before the 1950s era of television and on. I mean, it's, it's always been around. And so what we have to be able to do is say this. We don't call evil good and good evil. Isaiah 5 and verse 20. Woe to them who call good evil and evil good, who put darkness for light, light for darkness, bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And so we have to call a spade a spade. Call it what it is. If it's sin, I want my son to know what sin is like. Now, obviously, there are things we, we can't showcase pornography and show why it's wrong. We have to teach why it's wrong with Mm -hmm. the words and showing them that marriage is the bed that is undefiled before God and pornography just walks all over that verse and tramples over it. And therefore it's sinful. Mm -hmm. But there are other things where if I don't train my son that those words are wrong, he's going to go out into the world and hear them anyway. And outside of ordering everything to the house and only leaving to go to church, We're going to have to train our children to understand that what has been said in that situation is sinful, and we don't say that in our house. But we have to be consistent that we don't laugh at it either. If somebody says something that is sinful, and it comes across my television screen, and I catch myself laughing at it, I need to turn it off. I need to turn it off. If I hear a curse word being said, and I find that hilarious, or I find myself stub my toe, and that word comes to my mind— I need to turn it off because I can't let corrupt communication, that type of speech come out of my mouth mm-hmm. and be the type of person that comes, it comes out of my mouth and be someone like that. But the dangers of, of television, the dangers of entertainment is it could also even good entertainment could weigh us down. And yes. there's so much that can be watched. I mean, for example, I told my wife, she comes home with me on Sunday afternoons in Somerville. Our church services are 9 a.m., 10 a.m., and 11 a.m. Of course, the pandemic that we experienced, that changed the times a little bit. But typically, a regular Sunday, we're done for the day at noon. We've done all of our worship, class, everything. Well, I like that during football season. 
I can go home after that. I have put God first. I have prioritized my Lord. And then I can go home and I can rest from preaching and teaching. And the rest of the day, football's on. Yeah. Before we close, to give a bit of an example of, of what Michael is talking about, of of letting it consume us mm-hmm. almost. So right now I'm in, as we're recording, I'm in a little bit of a, of a chess kick. I, I enjoy playing chess and there's an app online where you can play p- people of all over the world. But I have found myself yeah. recently while praying, whether it be in, in worship or whether it be before a meal or in private prayer, whatever it may be, where I'm going through chess moves or something mm-hmm. in my mind, and, and I know that at that point it has become too much. And That's so right. there's certainly a danger in that regard in and letting it, it consume. And if the football game is on, there's nothing wrong with that. But if the football game is on and I'm supposed to head over for worship and I wait just a little too long, I'll go after this drive's over. I'll go after this play's over. I'm prioritizing football, chess, yes. whatever it may be, over my Lord, and I can't do that. Hebrews 12.1, lay aside every weight of the sin which so easily ensnares us and run the race. Yes. Well, Michael, thank you again for being on on with me. And I I hope you've enjoyed our discussions uh, the past uh, uh, three episodes that we've that we've done together. And if you if you have enjoyed them, please go give Michael's uh, podcast a listen. The Far Better Podcast. Michael is again, he's an excellent gospel preacher and I love him as a brother and as a good friend. If you have made it to the end of this episode, please be sure to rate and review. If you're watching us on Facebook, please uh, like and share and be sure to go check out the Scattered Abroad Network page and like and share it as well. Appreciate you. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ, even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.